Theologian Podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. In today's episode, I want to look at a question that the disciples asked Jesus in a section of the Gospel of John. And the question is, how can we know the way? Uh, So before we get into looking more at the question, uh, there's several sections of scripture that uh, influenced this episode. Um, The first is in Acts chapter 7, really chapter 5 through 7 of the Acts uh, is what I I had read just this, this last part that we're really going to dig into. And then uh, John uh, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. And I will read those both here in a moment. Um, and, and the third scripture that I'll read in, in a little while is also First uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. And as always, I will have that all linked down in the show notes. Um, so first, Acts 7. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I have seen heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears And yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And then in John... Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, We do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? 
The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Um, so many years ago, I was out in the wilderness of uh, a little little town in um, kind of a rural area. Uh, it's not a very vast wilderness, so to speak, but my dad, my uncle, siblings, and several of my cousins all hunted on this little section of public land. And we covered from one corner to another corner. Um, and most everyone in that mile section or so, um, my dad or uncle knew every person in that mile. Um, and one evening, um, mid-August, I'd say it was pretty hot. My dad, sister, and I were growing tired of sitting still, so we wandered deep into this heavy brush that we normally sat on the edge of. Our thought was that it was too hot and we needed to get up and, and, and move because um, everything else would be sitting still. Um, and the problem was with all of that, at some point we got turned around and found ourselves deep in the brush with nothing but the sun as a familiar fixture to guide us. And, you know, getting turned around, we weren't sure what way we were going. Um, luckily, we had a compass and we were able to use that in the sun and we were able to get out um, and back to familiar landmarks. It uh, is remarkable, though, sometimes that we forget and get turned around and we have to refocus on where the sun is and use things like a compass to reorientate ourselves as we go through with our life. So when we sit down and think about our faith, uh, that is the Christian faith, what is it that we are trying to get to? Where are we going? Why? are we potentially working so hard? Um, for those that have been listening for a while, you know that I uh, went to seminary and I have spent most of my life as a Christian. So I spent most of my life, tens of thousands of dollars and many sleepless nights working towards understanding something. <laughs> but what is it and why? In the reading uh, in Acts, um, well, I should say right before this reading in Acts, um, Stephen is being tried by the elders of the community, those trying to keep order, and in some ways, one might say, hold on to the faith of old with some poor habits. Um, and before this section of Acts, it says, full of grace and power, Stephen was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, uh, rose up and disputed with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. So they stirred up the people and the elders and scribes and came, seized him and brought him before the council. So like with Jesus, um, 
which this is all very akin to. Uh, like with Jesus, they set up false witnesses and lied about Stephen. And when asked about all this, Stephen preached a small sermon and, and a, a, a defense of actions and a little bit of prophesying. And right before we read what I read earlier, um, perhaps one of the most clear-cut statements to the pattern of human action and sin uh, comes from Stephen. He says, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your ancestors did, so do you. Which of the prophets did they not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and burdened, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and ground their teeth. Then he saw heaven and was taken and falsely executed. You are stiff-necked. You are stubborn people. You are obstinate people. You people who choose to be unmoving, relentlessly stuck in your ways. And despite the harm it may cause, loyal to a literal fault. You uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You who have not worked to keep the heart trimmed, kept it clean. Its proverbial garden beds are overgrown with weeds. You who have not worked to keep your heart in line with God's. You who choose to hear what you want, hear only what you want from God. You choose not to hear the Spirit in all the places it goes. You always resist the Holy Spirit. You always fight with the Spirit. You are that child that when the Spirit says, this will nourish your soul, you go, you're wrong, Spirit. You don't follow the Spirit's lead. Like Jonah, you rebel even when it is clear. Now this is Stephen speaking to this council and these people who were upset that they couldn't stand against the wisdom of Stephen and the Spirit. But how do you understand this in your own life? Stephen was speaking back through thousands of years of Jewish history at that point, and is speaking ahead thousands of years into Christian history. He is speaking to you now. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised and hard in ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your ancestors did, so do you. We seem to live in a country that continues to grow more and more divided on what the words of Jesus are. We turn to politicians and the rich more frequently to define those things for us. What, however, is Stefan speaking to you, to us, to Christians around the world today? What is he calling out in our lives? And we'll return to that here in a moment. But let's shift to the Gospel of John in that short section. Um, we have a pretty well-known part of uh, an interaction with Jesus and the disciples. Jesus tells them not to worry and believe, have faith. There is a place for you in God. 
Jesus, who has spent the previous chapters telling them what was happening, what he had to do, um, was was reassuring them here. You know, don't don't worry. Have faith. There is a place for you with God. Be at ease. You know, it, it says here, um, you know the place where I'm going. And that is significant because it again highlights that the way to salvation, heaven, glory, Zion, whatever it's called, uh, is going to be one of difficulty. But we can rest assured that we have a place in God. And Thomas says, uh, Jesus we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? You can almost hear Stefan's words calling back. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Jesus has explained this in the previous chapters, and yet Thomas is unsure. Thomas is stuck on the physical world, I imagine. Thomas likely believes that Jesus will leave them to go someplace, and they'll wait. Jesus will go to, like, Jerusalem and perhaps take back the kingdom of David, of Solomon, the physical space. Yet that is not true. And Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus corrects Thomas. No, this is not a physical thing. The truth is not just a true building or a true kingdom. The truth is that which is the power of God. The truth is the word of God, the scriptures, the revelations that are in the Bible and spoken into you by the Spirit. The way is the way of life, the lifestyle of the godly. The practices of living and learning the words and way of God. So when Jesus says, life, I am a life, it should be no surprise that it is the life of dedication to God above anyone, above anything, and any place else. Um, recently I was given, uh, I gifted a Native American translation of the Bible, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It's fantastic for getting a different view and understanding the world. Um, and when I was reading it to to look at this section of John, uh, I found the words more digestible, so to speak. Um, it reads for John fourteen six through seven. I am the great spirit's pathway, the truth about who he really is, and the life of beauty and harmony he offers to all. There is no other guide who can take you to the Father. There is no other guide who can take you to the Father. When we look to the next part of this gospel account, it's a, a, a bit of a challenge if you know me, you will know my Father. If you know Jesus, you know God. Yet I, I know many people in and out of the church who are concerned and confused about the nature of God, or who is God, and what does God do? Perhaps mostly concerned with that last part, what does God do? 
If you know me, you will know my father also. I hear Stefan again. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. There is much about God we cannot know. But often we seem to forget that Jesus is our clearest example of what God looks like down here. Uh, in, in 1 Peter, there's an interesting description of that uh, we can read and hear with the Spirit. Um, it says a little bit more. Um, it's 1 Peter chapter 2. Um, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, come to him, a living stone, Though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. There is so much in the the Second Testament we could dig into, Um, and there's so much of Jesus' actions and words that we can read and see, but how often are we like Philip and Thomas? How often are we being given the answer, yet sitting here asking for the answer once Jesus finished telling it to us? It's something that I wonder all too often if we are too quick to ask but too slow to listen. In the world today, there is a lot of chaos. You know, mainline denominational churches keep splitting. You know, the the UMC, the PC, or, well, Methodist Church, Presbyterian Church, Lutheran Church, Baptist Church, even amongst the Catholic Church and Orthodox churches, there's divisions on what it is that we are to believe and how we are to act. Nations are at odds. Citizens of the United States, where I live, keep dividing themselves into even more dug-in positions. You know, the reality for those uh, in my field, clergy numbers are declining. People keep making life more chaotic. The church, Big C Church, uh, seems to be a little bit in turmoil. And I think that all the Christians in the world need to step back a little and ask, what is the way? How can we know the way? Especially those of us who have grown up in the church will jump to offer the response, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. We can regurgitate some scripture. Um, But how are we applying that? Do we actually believe that? Do we actually believe that the Gospels, where we see Jesus' actions play out, is what we are to do, who we are to believe in? It's um, kind of difficult as a Christian in... The U.S. right now, separated from uh, Christian nationalism, to to watch uh, 
a theodicy, a theocracy, sorry, um, strike up and watch that divide people. And what is it that Jesus told us to do? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Aside from politics, in, in, in all ways of the Christian life, as is the case of the disciples, as is the case of the Israelites, as is the case of countless peoples through history, we have a choice. We can choose to look at the way which comes through our Bibles, the prophets, those whose, uh, who are our ministry and spiritual leaders and pastors that are pointing back to Jesus. Or we can continue to ask, what way, Jesus? Every time we hear, love our neighbor, lift up the poor, care for the sick and dying, look out for the widow, listen to the children, be seen with the lowest of society, and so many other things. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. A a challenge for you today uh, to consider and ask, where are you resisting the Holy Spirit? How are you choosing not to see? How are you ignoring the words of Jesus? How and where are you resisting the Holy Spirit? It's not necessarily an easy question, but as always, don't wait for tomorrow. Write it down. Try and answer before too long, before you go into your meeting, before your lunch nap, before you are scrolling through social media. If you're like me, you'll forget before too long. Uh, So answer for yourself. Ask a friend for help if you need to, or sit down with your pastor or spiritual director, someone who can help perhaps be a little objective. How and where are you resisting the Holy Spirit? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. If you've read the Gospels and you know what God's actions in the world look like, you do know what what God's actions in the world look like. And if you have forgotten or are unsure or haven't read them, I recommend you start today. As always, there is so much that we could dig into, so much more we could say. We will end it there for this episode. Down in the show notes will be all the notes from this episode and all the contact for the podcast. I would love to hear from you, get your thoughts, your perspective on this episode, and any questions you may have. I'd also love to hear what you'd like to see in a future episode or anything from a previous episode that's been uh, a bee in your bonnet, so to speak, or rustling around in your head just needing to get out. 
So you can reach out on social media, email, over at the website, lots of different ways to get in contact. As always, I hope that you are doing well. Another God loves you so very much. And there is nothing that you or anyone else can do about that. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.